Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Pretty good Tuesday so far. I hope you're having a good Tuesday across the country. We gave you the list of sadness, the five worst teams in the NFL. At the top of hour three, I will give you the five best teams in the NFL. A lot of you reacting to uh, Dub saying that he won $1,000 dressing up as Caitlyn Jenner at an Auburn Halloween party. What did you do with the $1,000 after you won it? So I'm trying to reminisce on this uh, magical night, which I think was... Five- How old would you have been? I think it was in 2015. Yep. So it's kind of weird for me to think that that was already five years ago. Did a girl also win a costume contest? No. It was, was it a guy-girl or it was just all sexes competing uh, evenly? Yeah, it was every, every every man and woman for themselves out there. That uh, Do you remember the people that you narrowly beat? Were there a lot of other good yeah, costumes? Yeah, I do remember the second place. The second place was actually a couple of guys, and they dressed up as the dancing lobsters. Um, I'm not really sure... Their their prominence was based mainly on performance, not actual performance costume. art, as opposed to the costume itself. Exactly, and and I gotta be honest with you, they they showed out that night, but there was only going to be one champion, and that was and Caitlyn so Jenner. what? So you got a thousand dollars in cash? Yeah, it was cash. I mean, it's probably a packed bar, right? Oh, just absolutely slammed. How many people do you think were in the costume contest? Oh, there was a good number of people. I mean, I think there was probably at least forty people that signed up. For the costume contest itself. So you get $1,000 in cash. How much money did you make it home with? I Pretty much all of it. I went to Waffle House on the way home, and I bought yeah. uh, I bought myself, along with a few friends, uh, you know, a nice little late-night breakfast at the at the Waffle House. So we, 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 we frequented that Waffle yeah. House because we literally 
had to walk by it on the way home. So, I mean, we were in there almost every single night we went out. So I had to stop in the Waffle House in costume still. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, that was a funny experience, uh, to say the least. So, so a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent success story then. Absolutely. And now, you know, the, the memories are coming back, you know, cause it was a bit of a blurry night and I do believe that I had a purse on me. I mean, I really went full out. I got yeah. one of my, uh, I'd be nervous about losing the thousand dollars, you know, if you're in a drunken bar, absolutely. You, know, you get the cash. Like I wouldn't really want cash. I wouldn't really like, I don't remember the last, I mean, I guess in casino, other than a casino, I can't remember the last time that I would have had a thousand dollars in cash. Well, I think they did the cash, thinking you know whoever won would spend, would spend a decent it in amount. The bar. Yeah, right. no, there's no doubt. Definitely spent a sum of that, but I made it home with a vast majority of it, and I think I put it in my purse, and so I zipped <laughs> that thing up for the rest of the night and held onto that like it was uh, you know a bag full of money, which it was. So I was able to make it home uh, with uh, a majority. And now of my you understand winnings. the value of a purse, which women have been you know crowing about forever. Absolutely, much uh, respect to the purse. By the way, speaking of respect, did you see last night Darren Ravel? Um, you know, as a couple of million Twitter followers or whatever, he has been what I would call the king of the Corona Bros wanting everything canceled. Oh my God, the coronavirus is so dangerous. So I don't know if you saw this, but this is pretty funny. Last night, um, I tweeted out, and I think this is kind of an important story. You know, obviously, by the way, uh, the the Patriots got the last second field goal win over the Jets last night. Everybody knows that happened. I don't necessarily think we need to break it down. I'll give you the top five in the NFL at the top of the third hour. Uh, For those of you just waking up, I've already run through the bottom five. Bottom five teams, the list of sadness in the NFL right now. The Giants, Washington, the Cowboys, the Jags, and the Jets are the five worst teams. So uh, we had an article up at OutKick. The NFL's chief medical officer said there has not been a documented case of COVID-19 being contracted in play in sports anywhere in the world. So that's kind of a big deal, right? People are like, oh my God, if COVID exists and we play sports, it's going to transfer during the course of the game. The NFL's chief medical officer has said there has not been a documented case of COVID-19 being contracted in play in sports anywhere in the world. And I got to give Dr. David Chow credit for this uh, at Pro Football Doc on Twitter, who is our medical expert. He told us the likelihood of this happening during a sporting event, even tackle football, was really low. So I responded to that uh, with a link and I said, but the Corona Bros said, and then Darren Ravel, maybe seeing like the Corona Bro alert, came sweeping into my mentions and he said, Fun to see how desperate you are now getting for engagement. Fun to see how desperate you are now getting for engagement. That was Darren Ravel sliding into my mentions. He wasn't tagged. He wasn't in any way referenced. He just maybe sees himself as the king of the Corona Bros. And then I responded to Darren Ravel, congrats. This is the least self-aware tweet I have ever seen in the history of Twitter. Which is, I mean, for anybody who follows Darren Ravel, he's constantly like behaving in the most attention-desperate manner possible on Twitter, which is fine, whatever. But when you're sitting around opening baseball card packs all the time and streaming it live on Twitter, I think it's hard to accuse somebody else of being desperate for attention. So anyway, I didn't think much of it. And then I went in 
uh, and uh, tried to see uh, a tweet that he had sent, and it was blocked. And I was like, that's weird. Like, so Darren Ravel blocked me on Twitter, Dub. We've been going back and forth for several months over him being a Corona bro. I'm still in kind of disbelief. I actually feel sorry for him. I, I don't know... Like, he's constantly reading my tweets and sliding in and, like, arguing the world's a dangerous place and we can't play sports and everything else. I'm like, dude, you're in sports media. I, I actually feel bad for him. And I you actually went and looked at some of the tweets that he's sending and OutKick people are just destroying him over his decision to block me. Yeah, the OutKick infiltrate came in strong last night uh, in Darren Ravel's mentions. And I'm, I'm a little worried about him, too, because... I, th- I mean, he's going to need to find a new hobby because it seems like la- lately, the past month, I mean, well over a month, but really Several the months. last month, basically he's been going since, hard. since like May. Since May, he's basically been as aggressive of a Corona bro as he could possibly be, arguing that you can't play the NFL, you can't play college football, and he's wrong, right? And then so that evidence that I put out there is kind of significant, right? Whether you're playing high school sports or whatever you're playing, it's good news. First of all, we got the news about potentially there being a vaccine from Pfizer that is 90% effective against the coronavirus and that they said they'll start to have some uh, ability to vaccinate people, hopefully in November and then into December as well and into January. Like that's fabulous news, especially for people who are older or under more danger from the coronavirus. Like that's all fantastic. And so... Maybe it was just all that conspiring uh, for Darren Ravel, but what a weird move to block somebody on Twitter that you've been constantly sending messages to. Look, I mean, the reality is he could have just muted me and I wouldn't really have known. And it's not like I'm constantly trying to respond to Darren Ravel. He just says a lot of really dumb things on Twitter. But most of the time, he's sliding in my mentions and trying to argue with me. And I don't see this ending for him very well because I the outkick universe is pretty loyal to me and it's just such a pussy willow move by him to basically run and hide after he's instigated things over the coronavirus for months and I think it's going to be ugly for him on Twitter you can monitor it because he's got me blocked now so I won't see it but I would bet that you know why'd you block Clay Travis is going to be the top voted uh, thing for every comment Darren Ravel makes for the next several weeks yeah, it's certainly been a popular uh, response in the last 24 or so hours, so I will keep you updated on that. Uh, all right. Uh, when we come back, by the way, we're going to be joined by Ryan Glasspiegel. Did you see the news, Dub, about uh, 500 ESPN people losing their jobs? Uh, and uh, and obviously, that's unfortunate. I've lost my job before. Never want anybody to lose their job. But it's the third or the fourth different layoff that ESPN has had in the last several years. And why are they doing that? It's because their business is collapsing. Well, the guy who broke the story about ESPN having to lay off a lot of employees uh, was Ryan Glasspiegel at OutKick. And so he is going to join us next. He's been on the show several different times. Also a big Wisconsin Badger fan. I'm going to try to remember uh, to ask him what he thinks is going to happen going forward uh, with Wisconsin as they get ready to play Michigan as well. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. We bring in Ryan Glasspiegel. He's one of the writers at OutKick. He's done a really good job writing for us over the past several months. 
broke the news. I don't know. I'll ask him exactly when it was. I feel like a month or so ago that ESPN was going to be embarking on the biggest layoffs in the company's history, laid off around 10% of their overall workforce. 300 people lost jobs, 200 open jobs not to be filled. Ryan, first of all, thanks for getting up with us. Second, when did you break that news? Yeah, it was about a month ago. It was in the first week of October. So I believe it was about four weeks before they ultimately happened last week. Uh, All right. So ESPN lays off 500 people. This is the third different significant layoff that ESPN has had in the last three or four years, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, what does this tell us about what's going on at ESPN in particular, but also in the cable and satellite channel industry in general? Yeah, to your point, it's the third round of layoffs um, since 2015. There are actually two rounds in 2017 of talent, so you can either count that as three or four. But in any event, it's now totaled about seven to 800 people between behind the scenes and talents. And then when you add the 200 jobs they're not filling, you get up to nearly a thousand um, job losses from the company since 2015. And so I think what you can say is happening with ESPN is that they are focusing their energy on airing live sporting events, the bread and butter of their business model is airing games from the NFL, NBA, college football, and MLB, and I guess a little bit of college hoops as well, and then reselling those um, live rights either to a combination of advertisers and using it to monetize their subscription fees through the cable and satellite bundle. Um, that, that's not to say that shows like SportsCenter and First Take and PTI aren't profitable, but I think that we're just seeing ESPN shed everything around its edges that isn't um, directly correlated to the monetization of live sporting events. And then the reason that they are fortifying is, as you've been talking about for a number of years, their uh, main business, probably about 75% of their revenue, comes from the cable affiliate fees that I was talking about. And so they had over $100 million at the beginning of the decade, and now they're slightly over 80 million subscribers. They get about $10 per subscriber per month between ESPN and ESPN2. You add all that up, that means they're losing $200 million a month in revenue and over $2 billion per year from what they would have had if they hadn't been losing their subscribers. And so that means that they can less afford luxuries around their periphery. It's well said, and let me just try to put a a little bit of a bow on that analogy. We regularly on this show – We'll go around the horn and I'll ask the guys, hey, how many of you are cable and satellite subscribers? And if we had had that conversation in 2010, almost everybody on the show, certainly, but almost everybody out there listening to would have said, oh, I've got a cable or satellite subscription because sports fans basically had to have it, right? Um, and over the next, uh, basically since 2012, which I believe is when 
the peak of ESPN's business and also not coincidentally the cable business in general happened at around 100 million subscribers. They've since lost 20 million subscribers. There was a CNBC report that by 2025, there may only be 50 million cable and satellite subscribers. So what is going to happen here? Because ultimately what is so fascinating about this is if you look at Disney's business, Disney Plus, like I'll give you an example, and I don't know, I know you've got a young daughter, I believe it is, but I don't know what you watch in your regular household yet, whether you watch Disney Plus. But last night, my wife was watching with the boys The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Disney Plus is all Disney-owned content. That's what they bought from Fox, The Simpsons, everything else. They have a massive collection of owned original content, which will be able to be watched forever. So if my kids right now decide that they want to watch Peter Pan this morning, if I can figure out how to work Disney Plus, I'm getting to be the old dad who doesn't have any idea how anything in the house works technologically. (laughs) In theory, I could put that on for him. 101 Dalmatians, you know, the old Disney animated movies that everybody out there remembers watching Cinderella, uh, you know, even up to the Aladdins, which are kind of getting old now and all the way up to the Frozens, right? Like all of the Disney animation uh, movies have new value for each new child. Your daughter, I think it's a daughter, will probably be interested in those like you were when you were a kid, like your grandchildren will one day, like my grandchildren will. The point is, it's owned content that will never cease to have some value. Sports is the exact opposite of that. Because sports only matters primarily. The WWE may be making a little bit of an argument for the importance of having an entire uh, roster of, of, of old videos and my kids' old matches. My kids enjoy watching a lot of those old matches on the WWE Network. But by and large, there isn't a huge demand for old sporting events. And even if there were, they aren't retained by the ESPNs of the world typically. They're owned by the leagues, which they then have to release as a part, uh, re, you know, release, meaning have to lease them back in order to be able to use them. So the point of all this is ESPN does not really fit what Disney is trying to do with their company. What's the future there? Yeah, it's a really tricky question, Clay. And so the you you have a part-time job at Fox on the Fox Bet Live show. And That's right. A couple years ago, Fox had to make a decision with the Fox Sports RSNs, which combined to air the regional rights for about half of the NBA, NHL, and MLB games. So That's if right. you're in St. Louis, like you get the Cardinals games there. And those were, and still are, enormously profitable businesses. But because of what we've been talking about with the cable industry, they're in structural decline. And so when you're in a public company, the stock market values you based on your growth potential. And it becomes like a very fascinating dilemma when you have these business units and ESPN, like those Fox Sports RSNs, even with the amount of subscribers they've lost, it's a wildly profitable business. So you have a unit of the business that's making profits and generating cash. But, and so like, but Disney's stock is rising and falling based on Disney Plus subscribers. That's right. Disney Plus isn't yet a profitable entity. So do you want, how long is it worth it for ESPN to generate the money that you use to reinvest in Disney Plus when 
it as a fact that it's a declining business unit it is detracting from your share price. And that's a question I don't know the answer to. There have been some pretty prominent investors online. Rich Greenfield, who is definitely not a Disney shareholder, I think he's been on your show, so some of your listeners may be aware of his opinions. He has been um, kind of negative about Disney prospects for a number of years. Eric Jackson is a hedge fund manager in Canada. He used to have a CNBC contributor job. He is a Disney shareholder, and he's been arguing that Disney should divest from ABC and ESPN. The question I don't know the answer to about whether that makes sense for the direction of their business is how much do they promote their movies and Disney World and cruises, etc., on these properties like the NBA Finals and Monday Night Football as kind of a synergy to use one arm of the business to promote the other? What is the like um, kind of synergistic value that they get from that? And I don't know the answer to that, but I've definitely heard the argument that you're talking about that for shareholder value, it would be in Disney's best interest to sell or spin off ESPN and ABC. Yeah, look, and the the argument there is basically rent versus own, if you have to distill it into three words. They own all of those movies now, right? The Pixar family, the Marvel family, uh, the Star Wars universe. All of those are properties that made complete sense to own because they'll own them forever, right? And The Mandalorian is super popular on ESPN Plus right now. As I mentioned, my own family is watching it. And that can continue to be a new franchise. And maybe down the line, they'll start to put some of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in directly to ESPN Plus. Sorry, to Disney Plus, which is what I think they're doing. They rent sports. And so to me, and I've made this argument before, and I think you've read them, and I think we've talked about it on OutKick. If I'm Disney and I want to be in the sports business, I can see trying to buy the UFC. I could see buying WWE. I could see owning an entire league because then you control everything surrounding it and it kind of fits what the Disney mode of uh, business is. But right now, this renting of sports doesn't make a lot of sense. And I know there's an ESPN value associated with it, but there's other than the 30 for 30s and maybe Peyton's World or whatever the heck they call it, there's not very much original content that must be seen. And look, I'm on a television show. Daily sports television is disposable. It's great for that day, and the same thing, by the way, is true of daily sports radio. We talk about the current stories that are out there, but two weeks from now, most people aren't going back and ever watching anything about sports because it's been you know, either proven to be correct, wrong, or you're on to something else. It's very much like a meal, right? Like you eat it, and uh, it might be satisfying but in that moment, but there isn't any real long-term value to that as opposed to you know if you invest in a stock you got you got some long-term value with it anyway it's kind of fascinating so yeah no that all uh, that all makes sense i guess the question is um and i won't this won't be a long answer but how do the bundles evolve you said earlier that cnbc had executives who forecasted that it could go down to 50 million cable subscribers the floor is the question that's massively important there like how far are we falling from 80 million Yeah, what's the floor is a question, but it's also what new bundles emerge. Is there a value proposition 
where you combine the library content with Disney Plus with the like can't miss live sports. So you that's what they're that's what they're content. trying to put together, right? Because right now, I believe, you may know better than me, because I I don't make the decisions on what we buy in my house, but I think the Disney bundle right now is Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus all rolled together, right? Isn't that a bundle that Disney offers? It is. And then, like, so I I think that this maybe kind of re-evolves into three or four different bundles. And then the question is, what's the incremental value if live sports are in that Disney Plus bundle, because right now the bundle that you mentioned doesn't include Monday Night Football or NBA or SEC football. If yep. they put SEC football on Disney Plus, how many incremental subscribers can they drive by doing that? And that's something we're not going to know the answer to until we see how the new bundles shake out. It also important they don't have the right to do that contractually. So the, you know, the eyeballs that are still available on television are so much more substantial than what you can get streaming-wise in terms of audience. So the SEC, the NBA, they might sell a specific universe of rights only. I think like the English Premier League may have done it. Some of soccer, you can only get some small conferences. You can only get on ESPN+. Plus. But right now, that's a pale approximation of the distribution you get and the attention you get to be still on cable. It's a fascinating question. Here's the big question. When does this start to impact what athletes make and the overall value of sports franchises? Because right now, you can argue, for people out there who may not uh, realize, and we're talking with Ryan Glass-Beagle. He's one of the writers at OutKick, does a good job, and broke the news about the ESPN layoffs. Right now, you can argue that a big part of every athlete's salary is predicated on these regional sports networks that you talked about, on the big national cable deals that the NBA, Major League Baseball, whoever the leagues are, are getting. But those dollars are theoretically bound to decline as the number of subscribers that are paying for them also decline. And in order to replicate those dollars, you have two options. Either one, you charge a lot more, right uh for the people who are hardcore to be able to watch their favorite sport and the dollars remain the same or you find a way to get the bundle so big that you're able to keep the cost low which has been the business model so far that maybe there's not going to be as rapid of a decline as is forecast and so if you can continue to increase cost over the next decade or so and the number of subscribers doesn't decline precipitously, you can still end up around the same dollars. How do you think this is going to shake out? Yeah, I mean, the answer to that is when sports rights fees go down. And there's a Sports Illustrated cover in, I think, the (laughs) mid-1980s. Yeah, they've been arguing about it for a while. Yeah, have reached a peak, and it's a bubble. They're going to go down. And we frankly haven't seen that happen yet. I can't remember a time where a major league signed an extension that wasn't for an increase. I think the English Premier League. Let me. me, I think the English Premier League did it in England in the most recent uh, edition, uh, uh, you know, extension that they did in England. I don't. I think you're correct. It is not, and it's happened for small conference, right? 
in the right. uh, in in America, like I think, like the American Athletic Conference got less money than they had before. I think it's and and if I'm wrong about that, I apologize. The American Athletic Conference, but there are a few small conferences that have gone to the market, and the dollars haven't been as substantial as they anticipated, less than what they made last time. Yeah, so I mean, the most recent barometer we've had, SEC got a gigantic rights increase on their Game of the Week package, which, as you wrote for years, was the most dramatically undervalued live rights anywhere in America. So that wasn't a big surprise. But what was a little bit of a bigger surprise play was that um, MLB, which their national, their, their regional viewership is very strong, but their national viewership has been declining for years and years and years. And they got increases from Fox for the World Series and CBS for really what amounts to just like a package that has about two playoff series and nothing really else that important. And so they went up the NFL is definitely going to go up with their rights deals that they sign in the ensuing future. Um, we're going to get our first real test with these NBA rights that are up in about five or six years because they've been in declining in viewership. But last time there was a third bidder in Fox that wanted to get in with Turner and ESPN and ESPN and Turner decided that they were going to pay a lot of money to keep those rights from officially coming to market. But I think in five or six years with the NBA, and I still think the NBA is even going to go up, even with some of the viewership issues that you've spoken a lot about. But that's going to be our first real test, because then we're starting to be out in that range where CNBC said there could only be 50 million cable subscribers. Yeah, and and one of the big questions there is there is now a distinction, ironically enough, it's like we're going back in time. Being on broadcast television is less of a issue for sports because the broadcast television is free and a big part of the Disney deal with the ES, uh, sorry, with the Disney ESPN deal with the SEC was they want to make sure that at least one of their games of the week, and I think it's going to be more than that, are available for everybody in the nation on ABC because it helps substantially with brand building. They've loved what CBS has been able to do in terms of putting their game in the biggest possible spotlight. So there is a value here, and this is a question that some of the ESPNs uh, of the world are going to have to start answering with the leagues. As the viewership, for instance, with the NBA declines precipitously in the playoffs, does the NBA want to be on ABC more even though uh, they may make less, does the NFL want Monday Night Football uh, back on broadcast television? This is all really fascinating. It's it's really like a kind of three-dimensional chess, and it's hard to figure out exactly what direction things are going. Oh, for sure. But to, to be fair, broadcast, their reach has started to decline a little bit over the last couple years as well. It hasn't been as precipitous as cable. And the other thing is, is that it's not like ESPN, if they move Monday Night Football from ESPN to ABC, they have a big question of how they make up the money that they use Monday Night Football to drive their cable subscription fee with. So, it, it like, to your point, like, all of these decisions are going to be fascinating, and we're really just scratching the surface of how the distribution mechanisms really dramatically change. 
There's no doubt. He's Ryan Glaspiegel. You can follow him on Twitter at Sports Report. You can read him at outkick.com every day. I appreciate the time, my man. Thanks, Clay. Talk soon. Oh, wait, wait. I got one more question for you. I just said you were done. Wisconsin. You are a Wisconsin alum. You are a huge Wisconsin Badger fan. What happens with Wisconsin going forward? Uh, You know, this is really fascinating because we don't know who's playing against Michigan. Yeah. So we knew that 15 players tested positive. The only names that have come out are the quarterback, Graham Mertz, who's eligible to return by technicality because he tested positive 21 days before the Michigan game. But then the 14 other players, the only identity who we know is the backup quarterback, Chase Wolf. And so we have no idea how many of those players that are going to be out for Michigan because they fall outside the 21-day window are starters versus, like, end-of-the-bench Reserve guys, it's a total mystery. The program has completely kept the identity of the players who tested positive under wraps. And so it's really like, I don't even know what team we're going to see, and I can't even begin to make a prediction on it. Should be fascinating because uh, Michigan football is not exactly going fantastically well, even though they've been able to play their first three. And Wisconsin has only played one game, so we'll see what happens there. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Appreciate all of you as you are rolling through the show with me. Uh, I teased the uh, the Michigan, Penn State, Nebraska question, which I think is pretty fascinating, right? If you think about uh, the Big Ten, and by the way, a lot of people commenting on the Ryan Glass-Peagle interview about the future of sports. And really, I mean, this is one of the places where I think OutKick is having a lot more intelligent conversations than you can find almost anywhere else. We're headed for a dynamic alteration in the way that we consume sports in this digital universe. And I'm not sure that most people have yet realized that. And it's going to be a seismic change in the way that money is spent, in the way that players are paid when it comes to franchise values. We've gotten so used over the last several years to the idea that things only go up, right? that athletes only make more money, that the value of franchises only increases, and we've seen tremendous value unlocked, right? Like Jerry Jones, for instance, buys the Dallas Cowboys for I think around $80 million, and now his Dallas Cowboy franchise is worth 2 or $3 billion, right? He's done a tremendous job as a business person unlocking a tremendous amount of value for the Dallas Cowboys. But do we think that in 20 years, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be worth $30 million, $30 billion? I mean, maybe somebody could make that argument. I think it's pretty unlikely. I think that most of the easy dollars have been made in sports. And I think that most athletes have made as much money as they're going to make. But if you doubt me about how things change, in the Big Ten, let's use an example right now. If I had told you in the late 90s, Penn State, Michigan, and Nebraska in a few years into the 2020s are going to be one in seven in the Big Ten. First of all, a lot of you would have said, wait a minute, Nebraska is going to be in the Big Ten. They would be one in seven. Things can change in a hurry, even year to year, when it comes to how good programs are in college football. The Alabamas, the Ohio States, the uh, really the Alabamas and the Ohio States of late of the world 
are few and far between. In fact, Alabama has got one of the most impressive stats that I've ever seen. Uh, And I've talked about it a little bit in the program so far today. I think I talked about it a little bit to start off hour two. Alabama has been number one overall at some point in the season for 13 straight years. I think it's the most remarkable single statistic in sports today. And I think it's something that nobody out there listening will ever see happen in their lives again. And so the question that I think is really pretty intriguing as we look forward is, who is going in the Big Ten to make their way back into basically the promised land, the first? Michigan, who is sitting at 1-2. and two. Nebraska, who is sitting at 0-2. Oh or Penn State, who is sitting at 0-3. Which of those programs is going to come back from this debilitating and disappointing start to the 2020 season, the first? My answer for you is of these three, Penn State. Because James Franklin has done it before. He's won a Big Ten championship already at Penn State. Nebraska, this rebuild with Scott Frost is not going fast. Right? If Nebraska had gotten to play Wisconsin, they probably would have lost that game. They'd probably be sitting at 0-3. Nebraska and Penn State are playing this weekend. One of those games, one of those teams is going to be winless. Penn State's a small favorite in that game right now. Michigan is sitting at one and two. They thought they had their savior in Jim Harbaugh. They brought him in and it flat out didn't happen. And so as we kind of think about where things are going in the world of the Big Ten. Would you have ever believed that Northwestern was going to be 3-0 and and that you were going to have a 3-0 and Indiana team and that they would be at the top of the Big Ten and you would have collapses from Michigan, Penn State, and Nebraska? I certainly would have never believed that we were trending in that direction. Uh, but welcome to 2020 when everything can go wacky. Would you have ever believed, frankly, that the Patriots would fall off like the Patriots have suddenly fallen off. I I would have never believed that at all. So we'll break down more on that Patriots-Jets game that we watched the last night to start off Hour 3. I'll tell you who the five best teams are in the NFL. I already told you who the five worst teams were in the NFL. And we're scheduled also to talk with Petros Papadakis, as we are every single Tuesday. I appreciate all of you hanging out with me. We are rolling through a fantastic Tuesday, breaking down the NFL Week 9 and college football the weekend that just was. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.